You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. The best form of government. It's the one that's not in session. And they are in session. Oh, goody. I can't wait. What is Lobby Day? Let's ask Virginia Citizens Defense League President Philip Van Cleef. That's coming up this hour. And Biden Harris. They destroyed trust. And... They're great comic relief. All that is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio is the founding fathers intended. No, seriously, I think Jefferson, Madison, and Henry would be right here. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee's my co-host. He's my friend and my brother, sometimes sister to my left. Not as much anymore my far left. Richard Lee is, uh, again, out for this show. Uh, called me early this morning and said, I'm all... Solo again. I said, this cannot be the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth. It's just me. Now, Richard is uh, not feeling particularly well. It's been a tough, tough 12 to 18 months for Richard. I covet your prayers for him. And you can send him an email. He loves to read them. Richard at theleebrothers.com. Richard at theleebrothers.com. Up and running here, and you can find us at mojo50.com, mojo50.com radio. Phenomenal group of amazing uh, talk show host, and you can listen anywhere you want 24-7 at mojo50.com. Phenomenal app. I want you to download it, put it on your phone, put it in your in your car, and you can listen to Mojo 5 anytime you – and it's and it's not just the city. You can do it anywhere, and it's mojo50.com. So check us out there. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to our homepage. A bunch of stuff there, including the Virginia Citizen Defense League Lobby Day, which is pretty cool. I think you'll like it. Go check it out there. And Obenshane in cages. What the heck is that? Well, it's Senator Mark Obenshane on the floor of the Senate here in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Virginia Senate, complaining about the COVID cages. You've got, you will not believe this. By the way, you can visit at theleebrothers.com, see the picture I'm talking about here. But we're also going to get to that coming up in the next hour. Talk about what's happening with our new governor what his take is on COVID, and what the Senate is going through. You got to hear the debates on the Senate. It's only been day two or three, but there's a ton there. I'm going to share that with you. Fairfax County is starting the new basic income program. So if you want a basic income, move to Fairfax County. They'll just pay you to do nothing. If you're below a certain level, don't make any money, they will give you a check. No worries. Nothing goes wrong with that. By the way, we have some of the worst unemployment we've ever had in our country's history. If you can fog a mirror, you can get a job anywhere. And we have government talking about basic income. How about basic ideas of hard work? 
If I had my way, we would pull every government program that exists to benefit anyone and say a very simple principle. You don't work, you don't eat. And Fairfax County is going the other way. Of course, that's crazy Northern Virginia where the average income in Fairfax County is $113,000 a year and they need a basic income program. All right, so that's coming up in the show. And uh, something else kind of special. Matt Strickland is the owner of Gourmelt's Restaurant in Fredericksburg. He became uh, famous and infamous to the radical left for denying every single COVID mandate inside his restaurant. He has bucked the system, fought the government, and now he's got a surprise for us coming up at the bottom of the next hour. Stay tuned for that. I think this is going to be a packed show. Miss Richard, but we'll do the best we can. And coming up here at the bottom of this hour, we've got a great House of Delegates member. In fact, he's one of my favorite now, Nick Freitas. Nick is, um, is, has a bill in the General Assembly to get rid of the ABC stores in Virginia, but he's got more to say about what happened in the first week of the General Assembly session. So all that's coming up dead ahead. But first, does it matter? Does it matter that everything you've been told, everything you thought, everything the mainstream media has presented, everything the government has spilled out of their mouths has been wrong? Have you, have you seriously thought about that? Thought about every single thing that this government has told you has turned out to be false? Everything the mainstream media tells you turns out that you can't defy it or the social media will shut you down. But in your heart, you knew there's something not right here. This should not be happening. And then come to find out that it's all been of a lie, the whole thing. That everything the government and media has told you has been untrue. What are the consequences of that? What begins to happen in a country where everything you believe that was right and true and you're getting the right information turns out to be false? And I'll give you a bunch of different examples. The first one that comes to mind is the Charlottesville, Virginia, hate the right rally or, or rally the right rally, whatever it was, when they told us that Trump said there were good people on both sides and he was acknowledging Nazis and white supremacists. That is actually believed today to be something that Trump did. And it is demonstrably false. I mean, you can see it on video. He never said it. How did that become true? You knew it was false, but it was a perpetual lie over and over again. How about the Russian collusion? You were told that Trump colluded with Russia, that they were arresting his cabinet and everyone around it because of the collusion with Russia. It turns out it was not only not true, but the government itself who was saying so were the ones who were spying. Are there consequences for that in our country when we're told this every day and it's not true? The CDC now says that the deaths from COVID were mainly because of core morbidities. Not COVID. About 75% of the deaths in the United States of America, every person had at least four comorbidities. What? We were told COVID would ravage 800,000 deaths in America. Turns out it's not true. The CDC is now admitting that. We were told that the hospitals weren't getting more money if someone died from COVID. Turns out that was a lie. They were, they are. What is going on in our country? 
We, found, we were told the virus was from a wet market. It wasn't in a lab. And now we know, almost without hesitation and without question, that this virus came from a lab in Wuhan. All not true. Everything we were told is not We were told natural immunity didn't work at all. Now we know it's everything. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's really the only thing that protects you from COVID. We were told that kids were at great risk, and then we find out if you're under 29 years of age, the risk of dying from COVID is as much as you drive in your car. If everything we're told from the media and government is a lie, what are the consequences? What do you expect to happen in politics and the American people? Well, exactly what you're seeing. Mass confusion, mass anger, mass dislike for the other side, and that's the consequences of this Biden-Harris and a, 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 an unholy alliance between government and business and media. Remember when we believed the FBI was a neutral body that was only out for justice? We found out that's completely wrong. It is actually loaded with partisan hacks that are out to destroy you if you're on the wrong side. Take it one step further. Not only if everything you've been told is not true, but you now have a president that attacks you if you believe it's not true. The president just doesn't say, well, you disagree with me, and therefore it's fine. And actually, presidents before have said, I don't like the fact that you disagree with me. But they've never weaponized companies, corporations, agencies to hunt you down and make sure you can't make a living. This president has done that. This president has attacked those who disagree. They've built an enemies list for banks and businesses and for people to hate, and then give speeches about it. What are the results of this? Anger, distrust, hate, divisiveness in our country like no one ever has. It wasn't Trump, it's Biden. Biden on the unvaxxed, hate them, and convince businesses to hate them. Make sure that everyone is vaccinated, or we will destroy you and your job and your family. Get vaccinated. Yeah, that's just creepy. Get vaccinated. It's the creepiest Get vaccinated. He said all kinds of crazy things about it. I'll just remind you of this kind of hate. Remember when he said this about the whole unvaccinated? This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And it's caused by the fact that despite America having unprecedented and successful vaccination program. You weren't listening. Despite the fact that for almost five months, free vaccines have been available in 80 thousand different locations he's going to attack you we still have nearly 80 million americans you dumb Americans who have failed to get the shot failed and to make matters worse worse there are elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against covid19 that's not true it's unbelievably decisive and wrong then he went on to say this about his frustration with you idiots many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million americans we're still not vaccinated. Yeah, we're frustrated. So frustrated. That was one of the worst speeches I have ever heard a president give, attacking a certain amount of Americans who made a free choice not to follow what the government has shown is to lied the last two years on nearly everything. And you're shocked that there's some people in our country who go, I don't know about Fauci. Fauci lied a thousand times. Fauci changed his story. There are consequences for what Biden and Harris have done. Then, this week, Biden 
destroys the ideas and principles of free speech. You don't believe me? In 63 and a half seconds, I'll play it for you. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. Mojo Five O. The question isn't who is going to let us. The question is who is going to stop us. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L, Dot com and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Just like masks and COVID, the Lee brothers are never going away on Mojo50.com. Let it rip. Or is it whip? <laughs> This is the Lee Brothers Radio Program. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the cause is freedom and liberty over any kind of fake security. The government no longer, no longer, never has. The government has never been a fan of liberty. It's been a fan of security. The government's here to take care of you, Scott. Don't worry about things. We got this. And if we don't, we'll give you a check and make it all feel better. So COVID-19 is the number one divider of our country it is the number one attempt by government to assume all control and control every aspect of your body unfortunately it wasn't a a a union between the citizens and the government to come together and find therapy a way to deal with it it was one idea only the vaccination that was it it wasn't like here's a therapeutic here's ivermectin here's hydroxychloroquin here is um a nasal flush, all the things are now being discussed. None of that was an option. It is vaccine or we won't even take care of you when you come in the hospital. That's pretty divisive. And then just uh, two days ago, here's what Biden said. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Still? You're still saying that? Can't the President of the United States look and go, holy cow, what's going on? 96% of the people who have got COVID in Germany all are vaccinated. Everybody who's vaccinated, and you're still saying that? What happened? If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all, our hospitals, our countries. Nothing will prevent I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Here we go. This is what I want you to hear. The special appeal to who? This is the president of the United States. Essentially, our government speaking to a social media company, to businesses. Look at what he says. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. 
it has to stop. Wow. That is unbelievable. If you can't see what just happened here, you need to look again. We just had the President of the United States appeal to corporations to silence Americans. Oh, it's just not social media. Scott Lee, he just said social. Oh, no, it's not. It is going to be banks who won't give you a loan unless you comply. It's going to go deeper than this. But right now, for a president of the United States to use the threat of government to say, this has got to stop. You can't let people have free speech. You can't let them say whatever they want on social media. Have you seen social media? Do you know what's being said on social media? Forget COVID. Forget the great, unwashed, nasty, unvaxxed people who are disgusting human beings who actually think there might be a different way to do this. Forget that. Have you seen the trash on social media? Has the government ever come out and said, stop that trash? No. But you have a different opinion than St. Fauci. You have a different opinion than the authoritarian, totalitarian uh, Fauci. Then we will shut you down. It's got to stop, says the President of the United States. He's talking to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Stop these people. President Biden isn't calling for more speech, more freedom. He's not calling for a more rigorous debate. He's not calling for the people who disagree with him to have more freedom. To speak. He's saying the opposite. If you disagree with me, it must be shut down. Now, it's different if your neighbor thinks you should be quiet. It's different if your neighbor thinks you shouldn't be able to say those things. Why is it so different, Scott Lee? Because it's radically different if a government says it. There are consequences of this. This is what the entire OSHA thing is about. President Biden had empowered not politicians that you voted for, but bureaucrats to go into companies and destroy your livelihood. Not because it was a law, not because your people voted for it, but because Biden empowered OSHA to do it. You don't think Biden's words mean things? This is destroying the entire premise of the United States of America. And nobody actually even heard him say that. It was a passing clip that we blinked at. What a threat to liberty. The answer to misinformation, Mr totalitarian, authoritative Biden is not limiting speech, but to expand it. That's the answer to misinformation is to provide more information. If Why would you be afraid of someone who's dead wrong, Mr. President? If they're dead wrong and your facts are fine, why shut them down? Unless there's something else at work here. This is scary stuff and missed. Whether you are think there ought to be a mass government tie you down and put a needle in your arm movement that makes people not even be able to eat and feed their families if they say no, even if you believe that, you have to recognize this kind of authoritarian decision when you see it. Maybe you like the vaccination uh, mandate thing. Great. There's someday the government will implement something that you disagree with. And where were you during that time? You, no one's going to be left to protect you. Oh, I didn't care that my neighbor got taken away because he has guns. I don't like guns. But when they came for me because I didn't agree with something, no one was left to defend me. This is simple principles, constitutional principles. No matter what position you're on, you should be able to look at Joe Biden and go, that is scary stuff. If Trump said something like this, 
I would be screaming to top my lungs. No one's noticing. That's what's scary. Now, he did say something else about the voting bill. He kept attacking people. See, if you don't agree with Biden, you aren't only the great unwashed and shouldn't even have a job. If you disagree with the voting bill, you are a racist. That's what he said this week. He called those who disagree with the voting bill, which, by the way, if you don't know this, the voting package is to nationalize elections and ban photo ID in every state. Not just your state. You think this is the Joe Biden wants to run the voting rights in your state from Washington, D.C., surrounded by a beltway run by kings and queens who are bureaucrats who think better for, than you do. This ought to be every reason to avoid the voter bill. It's not a voting bill. It's a government takeover bill is what it is. But Joe Biden calls you a racist if you're not for it. Then, after he found out he's not going to get his way, he approached a microphone and said this. And this is fun. We can have fun with this. I hope we can get this done. The honest to God answer is, I don't know whether we can get this done. Is this mic on? I guess. <laughs> anyway. And, uh, and oh, I'm not sure either. But anyway, I hope we can get this done. Oh, 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 oh. But I'm not sure. But one thing for certain. What has he said? One thing for certain. Like every other major civil rights bill that came along, if we missed the first time, we could come back and try it a second time. We missed this time. We missed this time. And the state legislative bodies continue to change the law, not as to who can vote, but who gets to count the vote. Count the vote. Listen to this. Count the vote. He gets mad. It's about election subversion, not just whether or not people get to vote. He is dead wrong. But it's kind of fun to watch him get all fired up like that over nothing. Is this microphone on, by the way? (laughs) It's just unbelievable. You want to laugh some more? Wait till you hear Harris that week or this week. Unbelievable. These people are amazing. Absolutely amazing. But they're fun. It's a gift that keeps on giving all year long. Uh, more in 72 seconds. <laughs> LeeBrothers.com to LeeBrothers.com. Happily promoting the four Fs. Freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there. I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's mypills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with mypills2go.com. My daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at mypills2go.com. That's mypills, the number two, go. Dot com. My pills, the number two go.com. A dose guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Just two brothers fighting for more freedom and less regulation. And that's just at home. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. It's just home. 
<laughs> All right, so, you know, we get upset about Biden and his policies and what a bumbling goober he is, and Harris, too, at the same time. I guess, you know, I, I tried to have a right perspective on this. If, if, um, if, I guess if it was a guy on my side saying the right things, he's a bum winning, I'd be like, ah, great, okay, it doesn't matter. His policies are great. But in this case, his policies are horrible, and he can't communicate, and neither can Harris. Uh, Kamala Harris was asked this week about is it time to change leadership or, or direction inside the company? Not leadership, but directions inside uh, the, the, the administration. Here's how it was answered. Former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. What? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. What in the world? What kind of answer? Listen to this answer. It makes no sense. To do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. (laughs) Is she a politician? I mean, you would think she would be better versed than to give an answer like this. It's almost laughable. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. We might keep that clip forever. That is pure gibberish. It's almost like if you'd have seen the interviewer, her look on her face was in stun for a second. She wasn't quite sure how to answer that. And her answer is obvious. It is time for us to what? do what we have been doing. <laughs> it's time for us to do what we've been doing. And time is every day. And it's every day. Wow. That is classic stuff right there. You don't find that everywhere. I mean, that's that's kind of, that's actually impressive. She could say something that gibberish and no one picks up on it. No one says, wait a minute, what did she say? Well, nobody knows, quite frankly, what she said. It is time for us to. <laughs> All right, coming up. Delegate uh, Nick Freitas, if he gets out of his court session at the General Assembly building, that is next. This is the Lee Brothers Radio Program. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo Five O. Yes, we did. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city on liberty in the Commonwealth. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after the bottom of the hour, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend, and my brother sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. He is uh, sick, not doing well, so he is not here today. We covet your prayers for Richard Lee. Send him an email, Richard at the LeeBrothers.com, at the LeeBrothers.com. Getting right to it here. Uh, you, by the way, you can check us out at the LeeBrothers.com. A couple of great videos there. One is, um, and I meant to post this. I don't know if we did we post this of Nick Freitas. Okay, we're gonna, we'll get to it. We'll put it on our webpage. Nick has a delegate, Nick Freitas, has an unbelievable uh, great video about uh, what he's proposing in this year's General Assembly session. I think he's a busy guy. We'll get right to him. I think he's on with us. Delegate Freitas. I'm on. Great to be on. Thanks for having me. And thanks for your time. I know you're busy. You just came out of this court session of some sort. I don't even know what that is. I guess it's important. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got the courts committee. So, yeah, very important committee, but just got done with that a little bit earlier today. Oh, good. Thanks. All right. So I've been uh, – I, I took a glimpse this week to what's already happened up there. I've got a line that uh, I want you to use on the floor – 
my line is this. The best form of government is the one that's not in session because they're not there to hurt us. <laughs> you know, and every time I think this session's going on, I think, man, what 3,000 uh, bills are going to impact the people of Virginia that no one's ever read that will somehow restrict my freedom? And it always frustrates me. Can anyone go there and actually repeal laws instead of make them? And then I heard your talk on your YouTube channel, and it's, you, you said exactly that. You said exactly what I just said. Yeah, no, it, 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 look, it takes a bill to repeal a bill, and uh, half of what I'm doing this year is, is repealing things that are on the books that I, quite frankly, I don't think need to be there. Um, and some, a lot of that was over the last two years, but some of it's a little bit, uh, a little bit older than that. But yeah, it's, it's right to that point, right? Three people are generally capable of figuring out most things within their life without the government trying to micromanage them. And uh, it's, it's time to go back and before we add any new laws or any new rules, regulations, or anything else, go back and look at the old ones and see what we can get rid of in order to expand people's freedom. What is the, what's on top of your list in that regard? Well, there's a number of things this year. On the repeal side, we had some really bad gun legislation in the last two years that we need to get rid of. We also had some really bad economic legislation that I think made it you know, made it much harder to start a business, much harder to um, you know find a job. We, we need to get rid of uh, some of that legislation on some of like these drastic increases to the minimum wage, which actually hurts low-skilled right. workers more than it does anybody else, even though it's professed to help them. Um, you know, and then I, one of the other bills that I, I put forward that's gotten a lot of attention is I said, you know, why do we need an ABC store? Like, why do we need that? Why does the government need to have monopoly privileges over selling, uh, you know, liquor in the Commonwealth of Virginia? 32 other states have figured out how to do this. Why do we need to have this government agency in charge of this aspect of our, our lives? Um, another one, I've put out a lot of bills with more education freedom because I, I don't think we need a top-down government monopoly uh, dictating to us what our kids learn. I think we need a marketplace of ideas when it comes to education. And I think we need parents and students to have a lot more options uh, within that realm. And so those are some of the things I've really focused on. Constitutional carry is another one uh, that's pretty important to me. I don't, I don't think you should have to jump through a bunch of hoops and pay a bunch of fees in order to exercise constitutionally protected rights. And so those are just some of the things that I'm, I'm hitting on this year. Well, I think uh, I think our listeners just realized why you're one of my favorite delegate members in the house. That's phenomenal. Let me get to the, uh, let me get to the ABC stories real quick, because this has been talked about for a long time. Sure. I never, I think it was Bob McDonald that first talked about this. If I'm not mistaken, that was 10 years ago. He did. He did. And uh, I just, yeah. I, especially during COVID that, that place was open the entire time, never shut down. I kept thinking this is, you got small mom and pops. You're trying to make a living and we're funding the government with ABC stores. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting because when I when I dropped this bill, um, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Governor McDonald, this was something that he tried to tackle a, a while back. And, and again, it's just the whole idea of you know, why does the government need to be running this? So there's three arguments that people usually use against me when I talk about privatizing ABC. The first one is, is that this is a huge you know, revenue generator for the Commonwealth of Virginia. It keeps our taxes down. No, it doesn't. It just simply shifts to where you're actually paying taxes. Right. Again, there's 32 other states. You know, I'm, I'm not big on more taxes anyways, but for those that are concerned about a loss of tax revenue, there's 32 other states out there that still get revenue off of alcohol sales without having the government run it. And, and I like to point out, you know, I bought a TV the other day for Christmas, and guess what? I paid taxes without the government running Walmart, right? I, I bought something Don't off of Amazon without the government running Amazon, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But it's this idea that unless the government is running the store, you're not going to generate revenue is ridiculous. In fact, I think the opposite is true in many cases. 
Um, the other argument they use is this is going to cause a liquor store to be on every single you know corner. Well, some people might think that's bad. Some people might think that's good. The bottom line is, is again, I've been to 32 other states, and they don't have necessarily a liquor store in every corner. There's things that you can do with local ordinances if that's a concern. Sure. But again, that doesn't justify the government running this this uh, industry. And then finally, the third argument I hear is, well, this creates jobs. And this is one of the most ab- absurd to me. Because, no, the, the reason why there's a job in selling somebody something is because people want to buy it, not because the government has an agency. <laughs> so the incredible. government didn't create jobs. <laughs> no kidding. Right? The government didn't create jobs. The government shifted jobs that would have existed in the private sector, but they shifted them over to government jobs. So I, I'm sorry. I hear a lot of really, really bad arguments for why the government needs to have monopoly control over this industry. I don't hear many good ones. Well, you're not going to hear an argument from the citizens of the Commonwealth. I can't imagine any citizen out there going, yeah, I want the government to run the ABC store. I don't think they even care. Quite frankly, they just want, you know, freedom to go in there and and, and buy things. But when they realize that government's actually running, they're like, why? That doesn't make, but yet we can have a a cannabis store every three minutes and I can have, you know, four plants in my house or whatever. So... (laughs) That's interesting. Two things yeah, I think. Yeah. Two things I think just made your general assembly session better is obviously you're going to have a governor. You've got the um, new speaker with Gilbert, and you've got uh, Winsome Sears, lieutenant governor, and Jason Mieres. I I think what's going to make your general assembly better are two things that help us win win that re- election this year, and that is education, and in my opinion, COVID. Two of those things really I mm-hmm. think are what citizens voted for. Uh, you already mentioned education, and I, you're on the right track on that. Without question, I love the ideas of market-based ideas. But COVID, to me, everybody I talk to seems to think, thank God. Thank God we don't have a government that is going to make every single decision for me about my health when I've been doing that my whole life. Yeah, well, and we saw, we saw some of the draconian things that took place. And, and look, I, I think a lot of people, when COVID was, was first you know, really picking up in the United States. I think mean, there was a lot of people that had some sympathy. Now, I, I always disagreed with lockdowns. I was pretty adamant about that. I always disagreed with the idea of forced vaccinations. I was pretty adamant about that. But I had a little bit more sympathy for people that, you know, wanted to close everything down for 15 days to, to slow the spread. Like, I, I understood because we, we didn't have a lot of data about what exactly this was going to do. Okay, we've got a ton of data now about what this does. And the fact that you still have people um, saying that we need to, to lock down the economy or you need to threaten you know, literally tens of millions of, of jobs across the Commonwealth that if you don't get the, the latest, you know, Pfizer vaccine, that, that you're going to potentially lose your job or OSHA is going to come in and, and can just completely bypass, um, you know, our, our system of government and just by executive fiat um, shut down your business or, or take away your job. That part, I think most Americans at this point are just are absolutely fed up with it. And it's the same thing with our schools, right? Uh, one of one of the biggest costs of, of not just COVID, right? But the government's response to COVID has been we've had a huge loss of learning. It, it's helped, uh, it's hurt a lot of pe- people, especially those in vulnerable populations that didn't have the opportunities to be able to potentially use their education dollars to get, you know, other mechanisms of learning. No, they were just stuck with whatever the government, you know, assigned right. them. And, and it failed these students. And, and parents were fed up with it. Business owners were fed up with it. You know, people that just want to put food on the table were fed up with these kind of heavy-handed government approaches that, that treated every single situation, in some cases treated every area of the Commonwealth as if it was the same. And, and I think most of us, you know, again, look at this reasonably. We, we understand that a, a compact city is probably going to have, you know, more restrictions than maybe some of your, your rural areas. 
you know, we, we, I think we can get on, we can get around that, right? We can, we can understand there might be different approaches in different areas, but it's just this heavy handed top down approach. And then it became this, this element of virtue signaling where if you weren't doing exactly what, you know, you were told you were going to be punished or you were going to be threatened or you were going to be ostracized. And I, I think people just got tired of that. No doubt. Look, I mean, I think the, the amount of restriction on freedom was uh, biomedical ty- tyranny. It's terrible. Also, you got these kids, you know, 18 and younger, uh, the chance of you dying for COVID are as high as you drowning in a swimming pool. In that regard, every kid in a, in a school should be wearing life vests. Um, but that's... Well, and, it, and, it, and it, it was also this, this heavy-handed approach on the social media side, too, where it's like, we're going to shut you down. We're going to deplatform you if you say anything. That, that violates the, the party line on this. And it's like, wait a second, if that's true, then why haven't you kicked off the CDC and Dr. Fauci? Because I can go back and look at things they said six months ago versus what they've looked at today. And again, instead of being reasonable about this and saying, look, as things develop, we get more data, sometimes assessments change. Instead of doing that and then allowing most people to be able to make their own health decisions, it was, it was no, we're going we're gonna, to you know, divert all of that to some sort of centralized authority that's going to make these decisions. And then if, and, and God help you yep. if you go against the party line because we'll come after you. And, and again, that sort of authoritarianism just doesn't play with a free people. I completely agree. Hey, just final question for you. I got this wonderful email from the VirginiaDemocrats.org. They sent me an email that says that the, mm-hmm. the Republicans have uh, stripped specific discrimination protections for the LGBT Virginians in the House rules. Oh, my gosh. I, I was shocked, sir. I was shocked. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, you know, here, here's what I find. Here's what I find amazing about this. And and Dave Albo used to have this rule, and I just ran into Dave Albo. He used to be chair of courts, and he used to say, "Look, the moment you start making special people within the law, which is to say, the moment you start, you know, dissecting the population, and you're saying, okay, well, this this group gets special protection, this group gets special protection. The question then becomes, if you leave a group out, does that mean that they're open to things like harassment? Exactly. Does that mean they're open to things like discrimination? And so what we did in the House rules, regardless of how the Democrats want to spend this, what we did in the House rules is we said, look, the underlying law already says you're not allowed to discriminate or harass against any of these groups. We want to make it very clear in the House rule, you're not allowed to harass anyone. Of course. And so we said you cannot engage in harassment of any person. And what's, what's so much more comprehensive about that approach is that no matter who you harass, there's no question on whether or not it, does, this, does this person not have special protection? No, everyone has that protection because everyone is a human being and gets equal protection before the law. And the fact that the left would try to fearmonger, you know, different groups or different populations of people based off of certain characteristics and say that we're not, we're no longer providing them protection is intellectually dishonest. And it is, it, it is again, it's another reason why they lost the last election cycles because when they can't actually defend their policies, they resort to this, this series of name calling where you're all racist and bigots. Well and I'm sorry, nothing's further from the truth. And again, if they want to have a good policy discussion, let's have one. But the, the voters have already rejected that sort of behavior from the left. Yeah, well, well said. I just, I just couldn't believe you guys were such full of hate. I, I was shocked when I read it. No, I was, I <laughs> anyway, great yeah. answer. Appreciate you oh, so yeah. much. And uh, thanks for standing for the cause of freedom and liberty and, and, uh, and fighting the good fight. We'll be watching. It's really my pleasure. Thanks again. You bet. That is Delegate. Uh, Nick Freitas, a, a, a truly great American. That's exactly what Richard would say if he was here. All right, uh, stand by um, more from the uh, Virginia Citizens Defense League on Lobby Day. That 
in 72 seconds. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of Mojo. Mojo 5 You take a lot of medications and pills. Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into labeled packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Don't worry. History tells us governments always have your best interests in mind. Wake up with the Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. Government's on your side, don't worry. Little hard rock and roll for you outside the Capitol of the Commonwealth. We're watching the General Assembly. They're in session. Feels a little painful, but after you just talked with Delegate Nick Freitas, you feel a little bit better about things, don't you? See, if they were all like that, I wouldn't be worried about government being in session. But I am. I'm always worried when government is in session because what is at risk? Never think that someone's going to expand your freedom. It's not going to happen. I mean, the government doesn't get together and go, how can we make these people more free? There's a certain amount of people who say, I can't wait to make them more dependent on me. So when I go see them at the at the uh, parties and things, they go, oh, please, please, Mr. Uh, politician, be benevolent to us serfs and peasants. Somebody understands this, or actually is more frustrated by this than anyone, <laughs> and I understand why, is the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League, Philip Van Cleve. Hey, Philip. Hey, how you doing? Good. How's it going, Scott? Oh, good. Thank you, sir. I am... Uh, I'm watching closely as we get through this. It feels a little better this year, doesn't it? I mean, to have the, the House of Delegates. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you didn't tell me I'd be coming on after Nick Friedrich. You know, you should have warned me of that. It's <laughs> tough to follow that guy. He is so good. What an orator. Um, yeah. He is, he's got some speeches that absolutely went viral. Um, just really good, really understands liberty and freedom. Uh, he's a real deal. Yeah, it was uh, quickly becoming, if not the favorite up there. It's, it's good to have guys like that. I'm watching um, watching you guys in the Virginia Citizen Defense League coming up to, to Lobby Day here on Monday. Lobby Day, and, and people always have this reaction to it when I talk to them. Lobby Day, what are a bunch of lobbyists doing? Well, you know, lobbying itself isn't bad, especially when it's lobbying for the things we're talking about. How is Lobby Day good for us, Philip? Well, first of all, the lobbyists are us, all of us. Right. Uh, Virginia Citizens Defense League, uh, you know, we, we guide all of our members into being individual lobbyists. We have you call and talk to your delegate and senator. Lobby day, you actually get to go down face-to-face and talk to your legislators. 
that's what uh, that's what drives uh, our rights down there. The more they know that people out there are watching and are voting on to protect their rights, uh, the better things will be. No, no, no doubt about. <clears throat> no, without that. A, you're right. You're right. Without us driving them, nobody would be opening our rights up. It's because we're driving and demanding that our rights be restored to what they should be. That that they're uh, you know they get restored. You have a great flyer for Lobby Day. I was looking at this, it, and, and if you'll allow me to go through this with our listeners, it says that it's a flyer you actually sign, put your name, and you can actually hand to you, either your House of Delegates member or your state senator, or fact for that case, you can hand it to any of the legislators up there. It says, I'm a constituent and an active voter. I respectfully request that you support the following actions affecting my gun rights in the upcoming General Assembly session. Every one of these begins with restore and repeal. Restore firearm preemption. Local government should not make gun laws. Repeal the prohibition on carrying in the buildings and grounds of state agencies. Repeal prohibition on carrying buildings and grounds of preschool and daycare. Repeal the one handgun a month law. Repeal the universal background check law. Repeal the red flag order. Pass constitutional carry. Nick Freitas talked a little bit about that. And for those wanting a concealed handgun permit, make it free. People can find this on your website, if I'm not mistaken. I found it in the email alerts that you sent out, vcdl.org. This is perfect, Philip. This is what a, what a great way to say these are the things we care about. Yeah, so it, it, that was written before we had all the bill numbers anyhow. So it, it covers the concept. We want these. I don't care what bill number it is. If it does any of this stuff, support it. And it is on our website. If you go to vcdl.org slash 2020 Lobby Day, um, that will give you all the information, including a link to that uh, postcard. If you go to the LeeBrothers.com, you'll see I posted the uh, YouTube video of VCDL or Lobby Day, and you'll see a, a great video there, about a minute long, talking about why Lobby Day is important. You're actually in the video, Philip. It was a great shot of you. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm in this. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I know that people can still participate in Lobby Day. What should they do? I mean, what can they do? Can they just just show up there at at uh, the corner of the Pocahontas building? Yeah, 900 East Main. Sure. Uh, that's right. Uh, the building is, uh, you know, it's on the main side of the street, 900 East Main. In the uh, Let's see, that would be the southeast corner of the building. And, um, yeah, and you can then go in uh, and... Uh, they don't have to be a member, uh, is my point. You don't have to be a member of BCDL. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. We want, if you're a gun owner, we want you down there. Uh, print out that card that, that uh, you know, the link uh, you can find on the website and bring that with you and go see your senator and your delegate and uh, hand them that and talk to them about. It's also got a blank on there where you can write in what other gun rights That's or right. other issues important to you. It does. And uh, talk talk to them briefly, you know, about what you, what's important to you. You know, what really does get the, get their attention is when you passionately tell them about how it affects your life, one of these things. You know, I thought somebody could say, well, I was I was beaten up and robbed in a park and now I can't carry because local government like Richmond uh, has passed a ban on, on guns in parks that needs to go. Something like that, you know. Well, I mean, doesn't it doesn't it keep the bad guys from carrying guns in parks? I don't get it. I mean, that doesn't work. Of course, we know that he'll. Oh. They obey the oh. laws, don't they? You know, yeah, okay. they, uh, we, uh, you know, and if they, they could put up no COVID signs. We wouldn't have to wear masks <laughs> or anything. That would be over. <laughs> no, no, no murder, sign. robbery. We're done with that. That's yeah, great. you know, can yeah. be done with all this. No, of so, course not. It's all about disarming us. 
Now you you can't carry. I mean, you we know this now, but it didn't used to be this way. But you can't carry mm-hmm. in the Pocahontas building. So you ha- if you have right. a firearm, the only thing you can have is you have to leave firearm at home or whatever in your car. But uh, yeah, you can bring a. All you can have is a knife with a blade of three less than three inches. Uh, that's it. Um, okay. So uh, that's what we're working on. Yeah, if, that's great. If our, the number two item on our list is to get rid of all of that to go back the way it was where you, you didn't have a, a band. Certainly those with permits uh, could carry concealed in, in the building. One uh, the, we need to fix that and put it back the way it was. So one of the, the things that came up with my, my, my sons, we, are, we all carry, uh, and we all have concealed carry permits. But my son the other day said, I don't have my conceal and carry permit, and I'm concealing. And we were in the car talking about it. I was like, I need to ask Philip that. So what, what does happen uh, if we are concealing, we have a permit, but it's not on us? I noticed there's a bill in the General Assembly to address. You could be fined for this. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a, I think if I remember correctly, it's like a $25 fine or something like that. Uh, because they can check around and find out that your, you know, your permit's still valid. But, yeah, they, they put a little penalty, a little civil penalty in there. Before it used to be, if you didn't have it, then, you know, then you were being treated like, you know, you didn't have one at all and you could be arrested and charged with a class one misdemeanor. So that law was changed a while back to say, no, you know, you know, he's got one. He just forgot it. So it's, it's a $25 fine, which could be waived if you then present your permit to the judge. So, uh, yeah. Now the other thing that's important, if you don't, even if you don't have a permit, uh, you can conceal the gun in a few places in your car without a permit. Uh, with a permit, it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. Without the permit, you can put the gun in a closed, but not necessarily locked, compartment or container. Now, uh, now that's important, compartment or container. So you can have it in the glove box if it's closed, in the console if it's closed, in a briefcase if it's closed, in a purse if it's zipped shut, in a backpack if it's zipped shut. Now, that's all fine. Don't put it under the seat. Don't put a, a towel on it or something while it's laying on the seat. It's got to be in a compartment or container that's closed. Now, when you get out of the car, if you don't have a permit, that's when you got to be careful. Because once you step out of that vehicle, now it's considered a concealed firearm if you left it like in a purse or a briefcase. You'd have to go open carry or, or whatever to get the gun out of the car legally. But while you're in the car, they do allow you to conceal it. That's interesting. I did not know that. Obviously, you're right. The answer is open carry. If you don't have your concealed carry permit, you have, you have to be open. That's legal. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Or if the gun's unloaded and encased in, in, in something that's clearly a gun case, yeah, then that's not considered concealed. So if you had a, a rifle case, you had a rifle, I mean, that's not considered concealed because they could look at the case and say, okay, it's a firearm. It's just... Just there's so many hoops you got to jump through and laws you got to know. I, in America, there's a thing called the Second Amendment. I'm sorry, it, it, it certainly is ridiculous. Yeah. that's why I'm you're from right. Con- Constitution. You're, right. you're absolutely, absolutely right. Uh, they're, they're, if you can buy the gun, why do they care how you can carry it? If you can buy it, they know that you were fine to have it. Why do they care if you open or can? If you think about it, and I said this before, a concealed carry permit is nothing but permission to wear a coat. It's it's the same gun, the same person, the same everything. That's but you put on a coat now. Oh my God, he's got hilarious. a coat on. He needs training. He needs to pay fifty dollars. Uh, he needs to uh, fill out all this stuff and backgrounds. Yeah, it's stupid. All right, Philip. Good talking to you. Good luck on Lobby Day. Appreciate you very much, sir. Thanks for standing for free. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. You bet. That is Philip Van Cleve, the president of Virginia Citizens Defense League. You can find him at vcdl.org. With great mojo comes great responsibility. 
Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl.com. 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L. Dot com and tell them you heard Scott and Richard Lee on Mojo Five Flat out took too much time with uh, Philip Van Cleve. So uh, coming up, I mean, you won't believe the COVID cages here in the General Assembly. I got to share that with you and more. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers Radio Program. Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. So one businessman has had it. He's absolutely had it. Matt Strickland from Gorma Meltz will join us at the bottom of the hour. Fairfax County has a new basic income. I want one. Maybe I should move to Fairfax County. Paid for by your neighbor, by the way. And the Virginia Senate. And COVID cages. COVID cages. I kid you not, but... Do not fear. Glenn Youngkin is here. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots. The only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is my co-host. He's my friend and my brother, and he would be here if he was feeling better. Uh, He's uh, under... I hate to say weather because Virginia's about to be under the weather. We've got a huge storm hitting to this this weekend. And, uh, I mean, we got we got snowfall totals anywhere from, like, 2 to 12. Now, that's ridiculous. we got to be able to narrow it down better than that. Come on. You're the weather guy. You can't tell us that. We're told that global warming is killing everyone, that the temperature of the planet can't be any warmer than it is right now, and we don't know what it's going to happen on on a day from now or two days from now. This is ridiculous. Who's running our weather anyway? Any other job, you'd be fired immediately, if not sooner. Obviously, it doesn't make any difference to me. With the weather's the weather. There were times when people didn't know the weather. They just went about their day, and when it happened, it happened. And we're all concerned about it. Oh, no, no, storm's coming. Better go to the grocery store, because in Virginia, when it snows, it's gone in 24 hours. But don't let that bother you. Of course, there is a risk of electricity failure, which is a whole other story. All right, so um, joining us at the bottom of the hour is a, is a restaurant owner that refused to comply with every government mandate foisted upon him about COVID. He's had it. He has an announcement to make. 
and it's going to be fun to talk to him at the bottom of the hour. So stay tuned for that. Matt Strickland's going to join us. And Fairfax County has a new basic income. Can't wait to get to that. By the way, the LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com, you'll see the VCDL Lobby Day. You'll see uh, Biden versus DeSantis. What a fun video that is. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. When you go there, you'll see uh, the comparison. <laughs> I mean, could the, Reagan was right. Be bold colors, not pale uh, pastel. Bold color differences. And when you see this video, you're going to say, well, that's a difference. DeSantis versus Biden, all at the LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. And an example of a conversation with liberals uh, some in your family, some outside your family. It's a great video on what actually goes on. All that is at theleebrothers.com and a video from Mark Obenshane, Senator Mark Obenshane, who was on the floor of the Senate in a COVID cave. Every senator in Virginia has to stand and sit in what looks like a cage. It's a metal bracketed plexiglass desk. And it's really unbelievable. Now the house doesn't have that problem. The house of delegates, there's nothing around their desks. And if you saw a picture, you'd see a hundred house of delegates members for 48 of them are in masks. The remainder have not a single mask. For some reason, Republicans aren't wearing masks. Democrats all wear masks. Not a single Republicans wearing a mask. Every single Democrats wearing a mask. Why is that? What's going on with that? This is now a political statement, and you can't even argue that at this point. It's not about health. If it was about health, then you tell me every single Republican, not a single one of those Republicans thought, I'm concerned about my health and put a mask on. And the opposite's also true. Are you telling me the Democrats, every single Democrat is so frightened about Omicron that they that every single one of them is wearing a mask? No. This is purely about politics. Almost 100%. It's almost like Tim Kaine said. Um, I have had COVID and I've been vaccinated and I wear a mask. I wear a mask to make other people feel safer. It's the new AIDS ribbon. It's the lapel pin. This is how much I care I wear a mask. Now, why aren't the Republicans believe in healthy people? Why do the Republicans hate people? Why does every single Republican not wearing a mask? Are they missing something? Are they all that stupid to realize how effective masks are? Or maybe they've come to realize a couple things. The Omicron virus has a 91% reduction in the risk of death compared to Delta. 91%. It's 74% reduction in ICU admissions and 53% reduction in systematic hospitalization. And not one in the entire country in the Omicron virus is on a ventilator. In the entire country. Maybe the Republicans are saying, look, I'm comfortable with the risk. But not a single Democrat is saying, that, I mean, at what point would it have to be for the Democrats to stop wearing masks? At what point? What's the survival rate have to be? It's, it's really a shame that if you looked at the picture of the General Assembly building, half of them are masked, others aren't. It is now a political statement. And it's actually kind of weird. 
And in, in fact, the Times Dispatch picked this up. It's easy to tell the difference between Democrats and Republicans at the start of the session. Just look at who's wearing masks. It's unbelievable. Not a single House Republican donned a mask. And, and the Republicans, every single one of them had a mask on. Neither chamber is requiring masks or vaccination among its members. So it's just like it should be in the United States of America. There's no mandates of any kind. If you feel risk, wear a mask. And by the way, you should. If you feel at risk and you're very worried about this, then you should wear a mask. Mocked free. Nobody should be mocking you for wearing a mask. What I always uh, upset about are the mandates for them. There are plenty of people. I guarantee you every single Republican, if they were in an individual meeting with somebody and that person said, please put a mask on, the Republican wouldn't say, you idiot, I'm not putting a mask. They put the mask on and be polite. There are no rules that state that in the General Assembly. Now, there are some who are upset by this. Elon, uh, Elaine Fillercorn said, if there's something we can do as leaders to keep people safe, we should do it. Anything? Anything to people. So there's no limit to it. If there's something that keeps people safe, we should do it. No matter what, then we should stop driving cars then we should be locked in lockboxes with, with bubble wrap all because somebody could get hurt. Something could happen. There's always at risk. But when you make blanket statements like this, you got to challenge it. you got to say, what do you mean? Not every, it doesn't matter if something can be protected, you should do it. This is the mentality right now of this. And it's frustrating. But it's not so frustrating because now we have Glenn Youngkin who is uh, going to set a new tone with COVID. He said this, I'm going to encourage everyone to get vaccinated like I've continually done, but of course, we're going to respect people's ability to make decisions, said Glenn Youngkin. I do fully anticipate that Virginians will see our actions as a bit of a fresh start. This is precisely why I think people voted for Glenn Youngkin, because uh, Terry McCullough stood on stage and said, I'm going to make it miserable for you if you don't get back. I am going to make government make life miserable. And I think most of Virginia said, you know what? Even I'm vaccinated. I don't want to make people miserable if they're not. That's their free choice to do so. Mark Obenshane was livid when he showed up at the, at the General Assembly building. And he saw that he had to sit in these, these manufactured cages uh, around just the senators. So Mark Obenshane recognized something. I freely get out of my car with no mask. I greet every single person coming into the General Assembly building. I walk into the Senate chambers, shake hands with every member, see every member, talk with every member, no masks. Then I go sit in this cage by myself around the same people I've been talking to, and then I notice that everyone else in the room walking around the pages all the other people who are helping, they're not in cages. They're not wearing masks. What is going on here? There's desks, but as I look around, I see three pages sitting in the front of the chamber with no cages around them. Page back here in the back with no cage around him. Staff standing around the back, no cages around them. And one, two, three, four five, six, seven members of the clerk staff sitting in front with no cages around their desks. Uh, what they don't see also 
is that when members here have to communicate with each other, uh, they simply back their chairs up behind these plastic <laughs> partitions and cages yeah. and actually communicate face-to-face -face with one another. No. No way. You are being selfish. Oh, thank goodness Mar Ralph Northam was gone. We're being selfish. Mark Obenshane, you're being selfish. Just sit in your cage. Just like your little cage. I'm sure it's for show. It's a mini thing, but it, it's a good show. It shows how much you care that you're sitting in a cage. Not everyone agreed with Mark Obenshane. A Democrat senator grabbed the nearest microphone, and he made his case. You'll hear it in 64 and a half seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com, TheLeeBrothers.com. Mojo 5 -0. The question isn't, who is going to let us? The question is, who is going to stop us? Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl.com, 420bourbonbowl, B-O-W-L.com, and tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Just like masks and COVID, the Lee brothers are never going away on Mojo50.com. Never going away, Lee brothers. Some are saying, darn it. <laughs> I'd rather Lee brothers go away than masks. <laughs> so they have no... They have, we got a message asking if the Mark Obenshane was in a cage because he's vaccinated. No, that has nothing to do with it. There's no vaccination policy in the, in the Senate chambers. Um, it's for every single senator. There's 40 state senators in the General Assembly in Virginia, and um, every single one of them is in a cage. doesn't matter if you've had COVID, natural immunity. doesn't matter if you've been vaccinated 13 times with eight boots. It matters not. None of that matters. Of course, now we know it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated anyway. Everyone's getting COVID. It doesn't matter. None of it seems to matter. In other words, COVID is now the common cold. Everyone's going to get it. Mark Obenshane is sitting in a cage and finds it laughable and reprehensible, mainly because there's no sense behind it. It's not like you're in a bubble the whole time, then you come in and you sit in these... You're outside of them the whole time. The only time you're ever in your cage is when the session's on. Other than that, you're mingling with everybody, and everyone else there is mingling. It just, it's the same reason why, you know, you wonder how the mask on the airplane work. Because everyone gets on with a mask that's halfway on, some on, some aren't, hanging down your nose, and then everyone takes them off 
to get the drinks that the flight attendant is bringing down and eating. Of course, they all come off, everyone eats and drinks, and they come back on. In other words, complete folly. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. It makes no difference. Now, some are very sensitive to this. Very sensitive. One of them is uh, Democrat Spruill. Spruill is, um, I think he's a Democrat from Northern Virginia or Tidewater. And he got very upset with Mark Obenshane, who was saying that the cages are ridiculous. Listen to this. But what you got to understand is this. Just because we have been vaccinated. Okay, vaccinated. He means vaccinated. So he starts off by saying, you, you've got to understand this. Just because you're vaccinated. I, I, he's trying to say vaccinated. He's saying vaccinated. you got to kind of listen carefully. He's, he's um, got a, a draw or something. But, but listen carefully to what he's saying here. It's really, really interesting point of view. And I want to share it with you. But what you got to understand is this. Just because we have been vaccinated, but when someone comes to your office, you don't know whether they have been vaccinated or not. So why is that now? The, I hate to interrupt him, but why is that now the standard? Because someone comes to your office, you don't know if they've been vaccinated or not. It's not the standard anymore. It, it, it's completely irrelevant. We now know this. We now know that the vaccination status means nothing whether you have COVID or not. It means absolutely nothing. So the statement right there is like, you haven't been looking around. You haven't been paying attention. I mean, to make that statement is to simply imply that it's somehow effective. But, it, but it's not. In fact, I know, I was just talking to someone yesterday, never got vaccinated, never had COVID, and hasn't gotten it. Then I was talking to someone else who had never been vaccinated but had COVID and, and never had a relapse on it. So I don't, I don't know what he's trying to say. We're back to Delegate Sparrell. Just because we have been vaccinated, but when someone comes to your office, you don't know whether they have been vaccinated or not. Some of us have young children and grandchildren. Yeah. In my case, I have grandchildren. And they don't understand why Poppy does not hug, handle them. So, isn't, isn't that, hang on a second. Isn't that sad? He hasn't hugged his grandchildren? He, that's, that's terrible. I mean, how, what, do you want to live a life like that? Your grandkids have a statistical chance of dying in a swimming pool accident than they do from COVID, and you won't hug them? I mean, that, that's, that's terrible. I hate that this guy feels this way. I hate that he has to live his life this way. That has to be a miserable position. I, I, if, if, if COVID was killing a third of Americans, which would be outrageously high, what would we do different? Have you ever thought about that? We wouldn't do anything different, but it's not killing a th- 99.4% survival rate. It's even better than that with Omicron. But specifically for children, I, I feel so bad for this guy. I really do, because I, I think he's sincere. I don't think he's being political here at all. He's really scared of this thing, and he won't hug his grandchildren. Man. Does not hug, handle them. So if anybody doesn't want to kill yourself, he didn't kill yourself. What does that mean? Does anyone want to kill yourself, kill yourself? In other words, he's saying if you don't want to mask and want to kill yourself, do it. That's not happening. My gosh, I don't want to understand how he thinks. I do think he's, he's, he's real, but 
I don't want to live that way. To think if someone doesn't have a mask that they're killing themselves or other people? That's not even close to reality. But don't let the rest of us kill ourselves. Look at all the folks in this country that have died by the thousands. And yet, some folks are using it as a political tool to not wear the mask. We use it as a political tool to not wear a mask. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe people aren't frightened like you are of it. I mean, is it okay for someone not to be as frightened by this as you are? No. Because you see it as a position of government. You don't get the choice whether you're going to be take a risk uh, or not. You don't have that choice. I'm going to mandate it from this position. Essentially, he's arguing the Senate ought to mandate masks and cages for everyone in there. There's a difference. Those on the other side of the aisle, I love each and every one of you. But if you come and talk to me, if you ain't got your mask, back off, please. Wow. Wear your mask. Madam Secretary, thank you so much for this cage as they call it. It's not. I feel comfortable right here. And when I talk to my seatmate, I can talk to him through the glass. No, you can't. And when he backs up, I back up and I put my mask on. And I love you, Lena uh, Linwood. But wear your mask. It is safe for all of us. But it's not. If it's as dangerous as this Democrat senator thinks it is, Maybe he shouldn't be out of his house. If he really believes that somebody without a mask could kill him, he should stay home. He really should because he makes it miserable for everyone else who's just trying to get back to some sort of normality. It's, it's, really, it's really sad, and I feel bad for this guy. The cages on the Senate floor are reprehensible. They're inhumane. They make no difference. It's just for show. I don't ever want to get in a position where I can't at least enjoy life to some level. Man, that makes it difficult. All right, more Lee Brothers in 60 seconds. LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. Happily promoting the four Fs, freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about MyPillsToGo.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found MyPillsToGo. That's MyPills, the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy. With MyPillsToGo.com, my daughter takes three pills per day, and she uses it too. Check it out today at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsTheNumberTwoGo.com. MyPillsTheNumberTwoGo.com. A Dose Guardian company. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Just two brothers fighting for more freedom and less regulation. And that's just at home. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. 
That's just at home. That's just all we're fighting for. A little less regulation, a little more freedom. You know, Thomas Jefferson said that when the, when the um, people fear the government, it's called tyranny. When the government fears the people, it's called liberty. Man, has he got it right. And yet America and people in Virginia feared the government for, for the longest time. If you didn't comply with the COVID mandates, whether the cage on the Senate floor worked or not, whether the mask worked, whether you took in a natural immunity or whether you had the vaccination, none of that mattered. It just mattered whether you followed through with what the government said. Not everyone did. Some who served in Iraq and Afghanistan, who served our country for the cause of freedom and liberty, came home, started their business, and the government walked in and said, nope, we're shutting you down. And he goes, well, what are you talking about? You can't. You can't just shut me down. I've got, I've, I've got to feed my family. The, my employees have to feed their family. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Is someone, you're going to prevent people from walking in my business free in a free country? If they don't feel risk, they can't just walk in here. You're going to prevent that? Matt Strickland said, not on my watch. And here's a video he sent out just uh, two days ago about a big change he's making. Over the past couple of years, I've thought about moving to a more conservative state, one that protects the Constitution and respects and appreciates their citizens. But I quickly came to my senses. I'm a fifth generation Virginian. This is my state. and This is my country. And I will not run from these crooked politicians and crooked organizations. I'll stay right here and I will fight. And I promise you that you and I will win. We need people who are not politicians, but true, absolute Americans to step into these seats. So I ask that you please support me in this fight to save the old dominion and save old glory. Wow. So what's he doing? Well, he's going to join us in the bottom of the hour and tell us what his plan is as just a normal citizen of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Maybe you too will learn something here from Matt Strickland. That is coming up. Check us out at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 50. Mojo50.com. We built this city. We did. We built it. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. On freedom and liberty, baby. After the bottom of the hour, outside the capital, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. Richard Lee is sick, he's not here, he's uh, called in and said, I'm not coming. I said, excuse me? Uh, I don't think so, you need to be here. And then he said he wasn't feeling well, and I said, all right, you can stay home, that's fine. So the seat across from me is empty. Uh, we covet your prayers for Richard. Buy him an email, Richard at theleebrothers.com, Richard at theleebrothers.com, and uh, he'll appreciate it. He loves that kind of stuff. All right, check us out at mojo50.com, mojo50.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, takes you to our page. There you'll see Biden versus DeSantis. What a great display, <laughs> the difference between freedom and liberty. 
it'll be actually somewhat refreshing when you see that there is actually a politician somewhere that will stand up for your right to walk into a restaurant and get a meal because they might believe that you have the ability to, to weigh out risk. There's a group of politicians thinks you're stupid. You dumb surfing peasant. If I let you do what you want, you might go in there and get a drink. We can't allow that. How preposterous. And then there's others who have absolutely had it. One of those is a business owner here in Virginia, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It made actually national news because just north of Fredericksburg was a huge backup last week in snow. Who knows what's going to happen this weekend? <laughs> but um, I, this, this has uh, become quite a, uh, uh, a gentleman in the sense that I admire him for not only what he did in, in uh, serving our country in the military, but he comes home, starts a business, and the government comes in and says, hey, you can't, you can't open your doors. It's COVID. He's like, excuse me? So um, the restaurant's Gourmelts in Fredericksburg. The owner is Matt Strickland, and he joins me right now. Hey, Matt. Hey, Scott. Glad to be back on with you, buddy. Man, I'm glad to have you on. I'm excited about your announcement. Now, I played this up a little bit to our listening audience, but I didn't tell them what you're doing. I actually said this is a, uh, a guy who, who most people would never do this. They get fed up. They see the government is a burden to freedom not a, uh, a companion for freedom. They see that government is the problem. They think, who is government? Well, it should be my neighbor. It should be people. And you decided that, wait a minute, there's an answer. What's the answer, Matt? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I can say that one good thing that came out of all of this COVID stuff was that it woke patriots like myself and like you up. It, it, it showed us that. Because to be honest with you, I've always had in the back of my mind, I've never liked politicians. I thought all of them were scumbags. Never <laughs> wanted to be anywhere anywhere near that world, you know, and and, uh, and they've proven me right. But I always thought that, you know, when it comes down to it, these politicians, they'll, they'll do what's best for Virginia and they'll do what's best for the U.S. in totality. There may be some things we don't agree with, but they're going to look out for uh, the best interests of the state and the best interests of the U.S. when it's all said and done. But what COVID made us realize is that's absolutely not true at all. It doesn't matter how many people, how many lives they ruin, how many people they kill. They're looking out for their best interest, period. That's where it ends. And um, and I just can't sit back and, and, and watch it happen anymore. I talked to my wife and um, and I said, hey, how, how can I make a change to where I'm comfortable with leaving this earth one day, knowing that I have four kids that have to take over and, uh, and still live here without me? And so I decided what I need to do is I need to take a position for one of these crooked politicians. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm running for state senator here in Virginia and uh, more specifically District 27, which is Spotsylvania, Fredericksburg and Stafford. And uh, I'm going to get I'm going to make sure one of these crooked politicians are out of there. And uh, the, the, the saddest part about it is we've got them on both sides of the aisle. So. The Democrats, I mean, they show us their hand. We know we know how crooked they are. We know they have no regard for liberty, and they're, they're actively trying to destroy the core values that this country was built on. But then the, the other problem is there's Republicans that are doing it as well, and um, they're doing it under the guise of they're our friends and they're our buddies, and they're also all about the Constitution. And, and like I said, we've woken up and we've realized that that's not true at all. So there's some of those guys that need to go as well, and um, – I'm raising my hand, and, and I'm going to step into one of those seats. I'm going to make sure we bring the U.S. and we bring Virginia back to the people. Uh, that is what an incredible – I'm smiling here to hear it, quite frankly, because I think this is exactly what the founders envisioned. 
They absolutely envision this. In Virginia, we have a part-time legislature. They're not there full-time. They're designed to go back and work under the laws they've, they've, uh, they themselves implemented. And it's really the best form of government. It's the one that's closest to you. And for you as a citizen of, of Virginia to go, I've absolutely had it with these people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there and make – and by the way, as an entrepreneur, a risk-taker – in many ways, including going to serve our country in the military, there's no one more suited to serve the citizens of Virginia than you. I mean, let's not, it's not the lawyer. It's not the guy that's been in politics for 50 years. It's not that guy. It's the guy who's done exactly what you're doing. And so, but here's the big thing, Matt. The big yeah. thing is it takes, it takes courage to do that. I mean, it, you have to raise money. You got to go into the lion's den. You are sticking your face in this thing and looking around and you're probably going to get sick. Uh, but you're doing things that most people will never do. And so I am, I am excited about your candidacy in the 27th district for the Senate seat in Virginia. It's awesome. Well, I, I appreciate that, buddy. The problem is that uh, they came into the lines, then, and we are the lines, then, and we're getting ready to show them why we're the lines. Then. What a great and, way and, to look and, at it. Uh, and I want I to I touch on something you just said. You just made a great point. One of the biggest issues in the whole country and here in Virginia as well, are term limits. Those people that have been in, in, in that seat for 40, 50 years, for decades. So what I'm going to do is, if I'm elected, I'm only running, I'm only, I'm only going to serve two terms. And the first thing, one of the first things I'm going to introduce as far as legislation goes is term limits. And uh, so that way, the people can see who votes against it. And hopefully on both sides of the aisle, the, uh, the people, they vote them out. Because... Well, the yeah. time has come and the time has passed for term limits to be uh, to be law. Well, our governor has term limits. Exactly. I mean, yep. they, they have exactly. term limits. Why, why, why is it okay for the government to have term Well, the argument you're going to hear is the government has a lot of power, and that's why he should be term limited out. But I, I, think, you're, I think you're on to something there. I think most people um, listening in their car or on the uh, Mojo 50 app or wherever they're listening – uh, can absolutely uh, embrace what you're doing. You know, and if more people who are upset, and the reason you're upset with government is because all you're trying to do is work hard, hire people, run a business, and feed your family, and the government wouldn't let you. And I mean, that is exactly why you say, enough of this. I'm going to go talk to these people. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm going to go, I'm going to go get in there and run for office. Who could be against that? Exactly. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. And I, uh, I appreciate all the support that, that you've shown us. And I appreciate all the support that everybody in the community has shown us. And I just want to ask that you guys support, support me through this run, because I promise you, um, if I become Senator, it's not going to be me that's Senator. It's going to be you. That's yeah, so it's going to be the people that's the Senator. Matt, how and can, we're going to show them, we're going to show them how to do it. Matt, how can people do that? How can they find you and support you? The quickest way is to, to go to the website. It's mattforva.com, and it's uh, M-A-T-T-F-O-R-V-A.com. And uh, you can read a little bit about my story. Uh, I posted a video on there with my announcement. And then uh, if you're in a position to, uh, click that donate button, because like you just said, it, unfortunately, it does take a lot of money to, to run a campaign and win a campaign. But I promise you this, no matter what happens, we will win. We'll win, we'll be successful. And we'll show these people how to govern. Well, your optimism was something I was attracted to. Also, when I was eating at Gore Melts and met you and 
Uh, by the way, if, if you're listening and you're anywhere in the Commonwealth of Virginia, drive over to Gourmelts. What an awesome restaurant. It's like, um, I was trying to tell someone what it was like the other day. It's like um, the, the, the gourmet sandwich melts kind of thing, but there's a bar there, so you can get uh, a beer and have a great sa- – I mean, it's a great place. It really is. And you got taps. You can walk up and pour your own. It's just phenomenal. It's a great place. So you can yeah, support, support Matt uh, by going to Gourmelts in Fredericksburg. Well, listen, Matt, uh, you, appreciate this, yeah. you, you absolutely have our support, man. And I, I want to um, uh, stay in touch with you, and uh, and I'll give you uh, any advice that I could, and it won't be worth much, but it'll at least be fun to listen to me. And uh, and the Lee brothers will have uh, have your back on this, and, and we certainly uh, wish you the absolute best. And thank you for for uh, sticking your face in there where most people want. And, I, and you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Most of the time I like polit- uh, people, but when they go to be a politician, then I got to hate them. And that's no fine. I'm going to try not to hate you anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, well, I, I promise you this guy. I, I'll, I'll be the same person. If I, uh, if I get in there, I'll be the same person when I leave. I absolutely believe and, that. And uh, you got my word on that. Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Thank Good you, talking Scott. with I, you, sir. I appreciate sir. it, buddy. You bet. Godspeed to you, You sir. as well. Thank you. That is Matt Strickland. He is your uh, next candidate for state senator in District 7. Find him at matt4va.com, matt4va.com. If Richard is here, he'd say it with passion and authority, a truly great American. All right, coming up, I have to get to um, what Fairfax County is doing with this basic income. It's absolutely appalling, and a couple other little things that could be a whole a lot of fun. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of mojo. Mojo 5 Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Don't worry. History tells us governments always have your best interests in mind. Wake up with the Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. Government's on your side, don't worry. Scott and Richard Lee, using the men's room their entire lives. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. It hasn't been difficult. Until recently, we were told we could go to any restroom. The Lee Brothers, men's room, our entire lives. 
Matt4VA.com. Matt4VA.com. What a great American that guy is. I mean, there's that kind of guy is the kind of we need in politics. Hates politics, doesn't want anything to do with it, but he's there to expand freedom, not limit it. Unfortunately, he's sticking his head in the middle of the General Assembly, and it's interesting, and it's sometimes quite humorous. During uh, Ralph Northam's goodbye speech, and we were all very happy about the Ralph Northam goodbye speech. You know, you are being selfish. Oh, I'm going to miss playing that. Oh, I'm just hearing that. Ralph Northam telling me I'm selfish. I'm going to miss it. He's gone. This is the weekend that we bring in Glenn Youngkin, Republican for governor. Anyway, during the, uh, the farewell address, Northam began to lecture, once again, Virginia on race relations. Now, this is the guy who was blackface or in the white pointy helmet in his yearbook. And um, then he goes on this apology tour about how bad Virginia is and how bad America is. It's all racist when... He was just trying to cover his own butt, and it was embarrassing. The guy's a joke of mass proportions. I mean, I like him. I'd shake his hand and say hello to him, but he's just a horrible governor, always was. And so during his speech, our new speaker of the the House, Todd Gilbert, tweeted something. And here's what he tweeted. During Ralph Northam's speech, his farewell speech, he, he tweeted this. Ralph Northam is leaving office as his own lost cause, or, uh, condescendingly lecturing us all from some assumed moral high ground because he read the book Roots and then went on a nonstop reconciliation tour. Saturday can't come fast enough, unquote. Every bit of what Todd Gilbert tweeted there is true. Every bit of it. Are you offended? Ralph Northam's leaving office in his own lost cause, condescendingly lecturing us as he assumed the moral high ground because he read the book Roots. That's exactly right. He claimed he read the book Roots. He claimed he liked the movie. He claimed all this stuff because he had a superior high ground to lecture us and go on a race tour. That's Ralph Northam. Todd Gilbert recognized it and tweeted it. Here is um, Fillercorn. She's a delegate. In fact, she was the former speaker, a big radical leftist. She took to the floor the very next day and, and said this. Speaker Gilbert, that yesterday, your words on Twitter, written during the governor's speech, did not live up to that oath. What oath? The truth is... The oath that says you can't tweet? <laughs> I mean, the oath that says you can't tell the truth? Come on. I mean, that's all he did. The truth is, Mr. Speaker... People are pained Pained? by the words that you put out yesterday. I am hurt. Hurt? You're hurt? You're hurt? What in the words hurt you? What part of that hurt you? Unless I'm missing something, unless I missed some tweet somewhere, how could Philicorn be hurt by that? Members of the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus are hurt. They're hurt? The Black Caucus is hurt? They got a whole caucus to be heard. We heard a whole caucus. Todd Gilbert heard an entire caucus because he uh, uh, accused Ralph Northam as condescendingly lecturing Virginia. That's exactly what he did. How was the Black Caucus hurt by that? Man, are these people on the edge of their seat looking to be hurt? Are they on the edge of their seat trying to be offended? Are they just sitting there thinking, can someone please say something that I can be hurt by? 
Hurt? Hardly these words were meant to hurt Filler Corn. Hardly these words were meant to hurt the Congress or the, the Black Caucus, which shouldn't even exist, by the way. Such a racist name, the Black Caucus. Is it a white caucus? So Filler Corn's not done. Members of the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus are hurt. Yeah, whatever. Members of the Democratic Caucus are hurt. They are? And Man. people across the Commonwealth no. are hurt and have expressed such to many of us. They call you and tell you you're hurt. I cannot stand silent, remain silent, when hurtful, divisive words <laughs> are used. Did we read the same thing? Did we, did we read the same thing? Come on. This is a political world. Twitter's just a kind of a bomb thrower. Lighten up. You don't think you've ever written anything about Trump? I bet you every Democrat in that room has tweeted something about Trump that is 100 times worse than this, or about Republicans for that matter in this chamber. They have no place here. Okay, sure. Mr. Speaker, your statement yesterday was not just wrong. Mm, it was right. But it was reprehensible. Reprehensible. That's your a big comments word. yesterday would have been offensive in any private or public place in the Commonwealth of Virginia. It would not be. Not in the least. Man, I, I tell you what, to be around these people who want to make everything political, I would have laughed at it. What, what fellow corn should have done is go to the microphone and say, I got say it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. I don't, I don't like it. I mean, I, I fan adore them, but I think that was funny. It was funny. It was good. There was nothing wrong with it. But this is politics today. It's just, it, it's unbelievable. Talk about looking to be offended. Yikes. Fairfax County is uh, not looking to be offended. They're looking to make you dedicated to the county trough. They're good at it. They want to break the cycle of poverty with a basic income program. Now, our unemployment numbers are ridiculous. There are help-wanted signs in every store I go into. Every business I know needs people. Tons of people. Everyone needs help. So Fairfax County is saying, I got a cure for poverty to give them money? How about pick them up and take them to the job? How about that? Are you, are you really serious right now? You're really going to go hand out more money? We got money flooding everywhere. We got people who can't find people to work, and you're going to give a basic income to be, How about a basic job? And by the way, it's not like they can't get one. My gosh, there are stores who can't even open full-time anymore. There are restaurants who are only, only open at night now. They wish to be open for lunch and breakfast. Come on. This is ridiculous. The pilot program will give monthly cash assistance to low-income residents. That's interesting. The county has apparently 1.5 million floating around. They're going to use this for 1.5 American Rescue Plan Act is where they got the money. But either way, it's the money from taxpayers. It's just sitting in a in a in, a, in the bank somewhere. You got 1.5 million, and you're just going to go. Well, what are we going to do with it? I tell you what we can do. Let's just give them paychecks. It's a poverty reduction program. No, it's not. And it's far from that. It is a dependency program. The pilot will help people improve their financial situation by providing an additional flexible source of income. It will, said the county staff. That, that is the most unbelievable statement. Here's, here's the continued quote from the deputy. At its core, it's an economic mobility initiative, but it's also an anti-poverty initiative, and it's certainly innovative. Wow. It's amazing how compassionate you are with someone else's money. You're just going to go give away other people's money. That's not a big deal. That's not my money. 
I'm incredibly compassionate if I knock on my neighbor's door and go, hey, I got a problem over here. I need you to fix it. Give me your wallet. Now, normal people wouldn't do that. But if you're a politician, you do. Pretty simple if you're a politician. If implemented, Fairfax will join the nationwide experiment with basic income programs like Arlington County, Virginia, and Alexandria, Virginia. So they got, they got some help there. Research around the world suggests an issue boost people's health, happiness, and economic stability. <laughs> sure it does. Give me a check. I'll be happier. I'll be more stable. You bet. I'll be healthier, too. I want in on this program. Man, politicians are gutless. Isn't that most unbelievable? Oh, it's not done. No, it's not over. Listen to this. The chairman, Jeff McKay, listen to this dumb statement. Part of what I think our obligation is to do is to stop the generational poverty that seems to happen everywhere in our county. Well, um, that's an interesting goal. So you're going to stop poverty by handing out checks. That won't do it. I'll tell you the solution to poverty. It's very, very simple. It's it, absolutely 100% simple. Graduate from high school, get married, and have children. That's an almost 100% sure way to avoid poverty. In that order, by the way. You want to redress poverty? Address the breakdown of the family. You think taking from the taxpayers and handing out a check under this basic income program? Oh, it sounds compassionate and generous, but it's uh, Satan in disguise. It is absolute... Uh, uh, it's not going to get rid of poverty. It's going to make it worse. Meanwhile, all of these corporations in your Fairfax County are looking for work. What are you going to tell those people? I oh, don't worry. We're paying this guy to sit at home. It's ridiculous. And somebody should say something. <laughs> but it's Fairfax County. They show compassion, Scott. Look how compassionate I am with other people's money. It's politics. Welcome to it. Wrapping up the show in 63 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. Do you want a unique experience? A unique smoking experience infused with bourbon? Try the 420 Bourbon Bowl. It's made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique pipe promises a smooth and one-of-a-kind experience. Each bowl is straight from the great white oak tree and offers unique customization and flair. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Radio. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. The Lee Brothers, objecting to the fake promise of a socialist utopia while embracing hard work and rugged individualism. Scott and Richard Lee on Mojo50.com. What a perfect way to wrap that up. Good liner. It's exactly what our thought process is. All right, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, check us out at Mojo50.com and, of course, at theleebrothers.com. All right, before we go... Just a couple things I wanted to cover and we never got to. America bought 38.9 million guns last year. 
It's the second highest year ever. And most people, ah, that's freaking out. Well, actually, it's a good thing for the cause of freedom and liberty. Because listen to this. The top two demographic groups that increased the guns, women and black Americans. Very interesting. You mean we're allowing them to protect themselves? Absolutely, a thousand percent. Illinois had the most gun sales of anywhere. 8.4 million. To put that in numbers, Virginia only had 655,000. Illinois had 8 million? 8 million new guns in Illinois? Is that all in Chicago where they're banned completely? (laughs) It's just unbelievable. How about that? And uh, these two people got, uh, they're going to get prison time for cutting down a 250-year-old walnut tree. If Richard is here, he'd probably agree with it. That's preposterous. They thought it was on their property. No one's around. They cut the tree down, sell it for money, made about ten grand. The government swoops in. Somebody with a badge says, you cut down this tree, you're under arrest. It's a felony. That's the United States of America. That is unfreaking believable. And Yunkin, thank you, sir. Thank you for running. Thank you for winning. And thank you for expanding the cause of freedom. The first thing he's going to do, and he put a bill in, it's going to back giving charter schools an easier path to opening. School choice and freedom for those who are in the failing school districts. That is what freedom and liberty looks like. I can't wait for the next four years. Come join us in the Commonwealth of Virginia and join us here every week. We change the hearts and minds for the cause of freedom and liberty. The LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. A mojo for every state. Mojo 4.0.